Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics and the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. We, of course, are back with our podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cross, as always, along with my co-host, who is over to this side today, I mean, Nitro. And we are joined What's by up? two very special guests right here. We are joined by, of course, Brannon from Brainy Pixel. You may remember if you were here a few weeks ago, he's been on the podcast and probably now has the record for the quickest we've ever had a guest back on the podcast. With literally just a couple of weeks ago having yeah. been here. It was um, that good. And of course, we are joined by the man sitting right above me, Ivan from Mercy Ways Studios, is also here Hi. today because they are both doing an amazing joint project that we are going to be talking about today Chronicles of Faith, David. So, gentlemen, say hello to the stream. Hello, Comic Clan. Brandon's back. <laughs> hello, everyone. Nice to meet you all, the clan. Yeah, so we're so excited to have you guys on today. So excited to be talking about um, this amazing comic that's coming out. Man, oh my goodness, like chat is like blowing up already. Yeah. Nitro, I hope you're keeping up with us because I've like, yeah, not been so far. <laughs> I am. I'm ready to boot Locksteady and uh, Isaac, so we're good to go. Yeah, that sounds about oh, right. And Seal. So. And Seal. And Seal, of course. Though. That sounds yeah, about right. Absolutely. Watch it as well. Seal's got power too. He's a moderator, so he might do something back to you. And as Isaac, actually, so yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on today, guys. Thank you for coming on and to talk about this. I mean, you guys have been busy promoting this. We talked about this a little bit before we went on stream. Like, you guys have been, like, non-stop all over the place promoting this comic. Um, how many podcasts is it you yeah, said we, you'd hit? I think, I think, I have to do another count, but I think in the past, since February started, I think we've been on 17 or 18 different podcasts. Jeez. So God is just blessed us with opportunities to talk about this amazing comic and 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 you know uh yvonne and i were just like hey bring them on yeah. you know what's the next yeah. one what's the next one so so we're, we're super excited to talk about it and we're we're going to talk about it as much as we can nice. so we hope we spread a lot of word so. yeah that's absolutely amazing and we're just we're glad to have you both on here just to discuss this a little bit more in depth and um, thank you both for taking the time to come out here ads coming in with that host thank you so much ads we appreciate it um, and I want to give a special shout out first of all to the Comic Clan just for like last week's stream for everyone who popped in. Nuts. Last week's stream popped off. We had 300 followers here on Twitch. We had 27 wow. subs, which unlocked a new emote for us, which Nitro's thrown up in the chat. We've got an yep. RIP emote up there for whenever I play games and die, which is almost instantly um, <laughs> for people to throw in chat. I'll just perpetually have that next to my name. So thank you so much for everyone that helped us hit that. Like I i did not expect that last week at all like i did not expect that amount of love from everyone y'all are amazing hype, hype, hype train level two man yeah we got a hype train going on twitch and everything about just thank you guys i mean that's the most love the most and most of it comes from the unashamed network massive shout out to the unashamed network an amazing group of christian streamers that are here on twitch who just popped in at nowhere showing us some love so thank you so much for that for popping in and just supporting us um so yeah i just wanted to get that out there let me also as well just do some of our general housekeeping stuff just to get it out the road so we can jump into stuff and we'll jump into some comic news and then we'll jump into talking to Brian to, to Brian and, and Ivan. Exactly. I can't even talk. I can't even understand myself today. That's how bad I'm getting at this. Um, so first of all, right above Brian over there, ads coming in with 20 bits. Thank you so much for those Jeez. bits ads. I appreciate it. But right above Brandon over there, you will see our cycling sponsors and our, of course, general sponsor, Gamer Grind Co., who have been our sponsors from the very beginning. And having had three nights of barely any sleep 
you know, thanks to having young children. <laughs> Literally the only reason I'm here to be able to do this today is Gamer Grind and the caffeine they are giving me, 100%. So thank you to Gamer Grind. Mm. We, of course, have a link with them which you can go over and check out some Gamer Grind and use comics. Are you saying being a dad is exhausting, Cross? How dare you? Oh, not at all. No, no, <laughs> never, never. Uh, also remember to use comments in the cross at checkout save yourself five percent on any orders and also as well we shouted it out last week we have a brand new sponsor here on the channel the coldest water uh, pitched as the last water bottle you'll ever need as a attempt to try and help clean up the waste of plastic and fighting wasted plastic that end up in our oceans it's meant to be a really integral water bottle keeps your drinks cold for up to 36 plus hours and is literally pitched as the last water bottle you'll ever need to use and um, to help try and fight that a cause that we absolutely love a cause that we absolutely want to get behind so we also now have a link with them if you want to click on that link you can go and get yourself um amazing water bottles at various different sizes ranging all the way from um 12 ounce kids all the way up to a gallon and um, not to mention as well they also have a travel mug for any hot drinks that keeps stuff hot up to 10 plus hours so and if you click on those links you pick up anything using those links or using comics in the cross for the gamer grind checkout then you also help support the stream as well and you help kick a little bit of money back to us not an amazing amount of money but it's a little something towards the stream and yeah. so anything brought that way we appreciate it rusted good to see you in the stream brother thank you <coughs> All right. And hey, hey, congrats. Congrats, guys. That's awesome. Picking up a new sponsor. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah. we will be calling you guys next week. So. <laughs> hey, I'm looking forward to it. Waiting for it. <laughs> um, let me see what else we're going to do. Oh, yeah. Let me do this shout out in case I forget later on as well. And um, throwing it up in next week, we are back with our Indie Comic Book Club. Nitro and I will be looking at Chew from Image Comics. Uh, let me get these awards right. Will Eisner, Comics Industry Award winner, as well as the Harvey Award winner. Um, choose an amazing comic, um, which I absolutely love the art style. It's just completely different from anything we've done before. I think it was the New York Times bestseller, too. Yeah. Saying. I mean, look at that art style. That's so different, <clears throat> so unique. This is diving into something completely kind of crazy and out there. Um, I read issue one of it last night just to kind of start getting into it, and and it's definitely different from the stuff that we've done before. And this is yeah. this is us definitely starting to get into some of the comics that are a little bit out there with interesting concepts. And mm -hmm. um, but I think it's going to be a really fun read. And um, so those links there, make sure you go to our Amazon list where you can get any of the books we've done in our indie comic book club, or click on that link to find your um, local comic shop where you can pick see if you can pick it up for yourself. We definitely want to support our local comic industry. And um, but go ahead, check it out. We'll be talking about this next week. So I want to shout that out because chances are we'll get in the conversation and I will forget. So <laughs> uh, let me catch up if there's anything in chat. Uh, Yankee Benny, thank you for coming back in, brother. Good to see you again. Yankee Benny, one of the unashamed guys that came in and supported last week. We appreciate it. <coughs> I'm liking the hype train icon. Yeah, he was one of the guys behind our hype train from last week. <coughs> All right, so let's do a little bit of comic book news in. Let's do it. Just to kind of get this rolling. We only have three kind of major things that came up this week. Um, yeah, man, you we need, are finally. You need some cool intro music. Like, yeah. Comics news. I gotta say, it was hard enough getting the intro music for like the start of the show with let alone doing anything else. So, 
<laughs> Maybe we'll reach out to Eric and see if he can do some more stuff for us. Yeah, we should. Alright, so there was three major things. Uh, first one, very quick, just to get some thoughts on it. Um, this week it was announced that Marvel has finally regained the rights from Netflix for Jessica Jones and Punisher. Mm. So two yeah. more of the Netflix shows, our characters are coming back to Marvel. This already yeah. happened with Daredevil, obviously. And we've seen that happen, obviously, with him. Um, basically, it being announced that he's pretty much in the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, even though they said they didn't technically say who Charlie Cox was playing, like the fact that they've got Charlie Cox, it's like if you've not got no. him playing Daredevil, like what are you doing, what with, are you your doing with your life? Yeah. But we've got Jessica Jones and Punisher apparently back as well. So, anything. What do we think of this? What do we think of the? The possibility of those characters coming back and the actors as well if they brought back charlie cox we may see the same actors being brought in so i'm interested to see how they do it like i, I don't think that they're going to do a movie personally mm, of jessica no. jones maybe jessica jones but i feel like punisher's had a shot at a couple movies and he's been in some shows so i think he'll just i think he's just going to play a supporting character now i think for john bernthal to keep continuing the role it's going to have to be a substantial part like maybe him having a um like a group show with like you know, like Spider-Man or, or Ghost Rider or something like that, or, or Blade even, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still pulling for him. Blade team up. Yeah. yeah. I'm still pulling for Punisher to come back. Team and, up would be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a really interesting one doing that. I mean, I'm all for John Bernthal still playing Punisher. Yeah, he was great. I'm, I'm all for that. I was a huge yeah. fan of his, and I've always thought we should do some sort of, like, Thunderbolt show with him. Like, if you're going, like, the 2012, like, Thunderbolt Ross era of the Thunderbolts, where he got, like, Agent Venom and Deadpool and Punisher and Ghost Rider and Elektra all together, I always thought that'd be a cool way to use some of these supporting characters that aren't necessarily going to get their own show. Mm -hmm. uh, my only thing for these two getting used, like, I don't see them getting movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. At least I wouldn't, but... I don't know if they're going to get a show though. That's, I mean, I don't see them getting any sort of show because I don't see Disney Plus going that dark with their shows. So maybe they will end up getting movies because of that. But, but anyway, only, but only go, Ivan. Sorry, I was cutting you off there. No, no, don't worry. I, I think Daredevil, uh, Daredevil is the character that actually everyone love. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you can put it in 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 Mad Murder character in Disney movies, but you can make a Daredevil dark series. It just mm -hmm. it, it can be a lawyer, it just can help superheroes. I I, I love the idea of Heroes for Hire because yeah. that comic was really good. And you can have like that that team ups. And I think it I, I, I never see Jessica Jones, Punisher or 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 Defenders, but I love Daredevil. So so I think it it the the idea for that it can can be something I don't know if you put him and he's not Matt Murdock everyone the internet is just going to burn oh yeah like, yeah. yeah I mean he has he has to be I mean like, even if it's just a bit role yeah. like what was it we've got the She Hulk TV show coming and like people were saying that like she's a lawyer just have Matt Murdock be the guy on the other side of the courtroom for her. Just in one scene, that's all you need is Charlie Cox standing there as Matt Murdock, and like that's it, you've sold us, you know? I, I do want to see some banner between Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, and Charlie Cox. I, I want to see that. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, yeah, I think, 
Actually, I don't know if you, if you, I know you watch it because I'm a fan of the podcast. Do you remember one of the best episodes from Spider-Man, the animated series back in the 90s? Was Daredevil? Yeah, when Daredevil came in, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely, that, I mean, absolutely. I want to see that in a movie. I yeah. just want to see Spider-Man Ignite because you cannot see that often. And see him, it's just, I don't know, crossing the city with, with Daredevil. That would be awesome. Well, yeah. I was watch. I was reading. Um, it's an old. I think it's the Mark Miller run on Daredevil, mm. and there's a there's a scene with him and Spidey, I believe, where I think I, I believe Daredevil like goes deaf or whatever or something like that, and Spider Man has to kind of help him with his enhanced senses, like, and then they start fighting. It's just a, it's it's really cool. I think it's a really cool concept you could do something. Yeah, I mean, there's so much you can I do think, with the concept. I think with these yeah. No, only go, Brian. I think with these rights going. Yeah, I think with these rights going back to Marvel, I think. It, it really all comes down to the writing you know mm-hmm. and i think i think they could do a movie they could do a show really easily but they the, the that writing team that was on daredevil the, at least the first three seasons mm. they are they are the writing team that you want writing yeah. daredevil you don't want anybody else touching that those yeah. guys they nailed it and with the punisher and with jessica jones to me um it just those those never really resonated to me i never got into the characters and so mm-hmm. i think if you're going to do something big with them if you're going to do a film and you're going to do a ensemble cast you know if you're going to have you know like you know jessica and you know the punisher and several other characters you know agent venom and those guys all working together you really need to bring in the team that was writing on on the avengers right mm-hmm. because they really understand having this big ensemble cast and mm-hmm. being faithful to each of the characters, but also understanding how to do the big set pieces where we have yeah. everybody working together or everybody fighting with one another. And so that's, you just got to make sure you nail that writing team. And I think if you do that, it, it really doesn't matter what characters you put in. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, because yeah. we talked about it before on the stream. Like, we, you know, when Daredevil came out first, it was amazing. Uh, and then it was, what was it, Jessica Jones? Yeah, Jessica Jones. I, I didn't really connect with that show either, but I feel like it, yeah, was, me it was done very well. Uh, and you had Luke Cage, which was done well, as you know, again. And then you had Iron Fish, which we won't talk about. Um, but then you had the Defenders, which we, you know, when they announced the Defenders, I, I never grew up reading Defenders, but I knew about the team and stuff like that. And I was, I was hyped because this was one, one of the first team-ups we were going to get you know under the marvel umbrella on netflix and i just i really feel like they dropped the ball on to your point i think it was the writing mm-hmm. i think you know I, I think it was a choreography so yeah i agree and one of the reasons i think with the, the issues with defenders is they they didn't have a clear party leader you know to mm-hmm. use the dungeons and dragons term right you know and all these in all these and all these group books right and all these team-up books you got to have somebody who's the leader you know x-men it's scott summers even though you know, we don't we don't know that Cyclops maybe is the best choice. I wouldn't yeah. choose him as the party leader, but but he is. And so you got to have somebody who's standing out front. You know, with 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 the Avengers, it's Iron Man, and so you got to have a party leader. And they never really did that with Defenders. It was always you know jumping from character to character and weaving those together. And they did that well, but there wasn't a real thrust that we could get behind and go, yeah, that's that's what we're going. That's the mission. That's what we're going to go do. You know. So. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I think one of the things that we cannot forget is if Charlie Cox is Daredevil, it means the Kingpin can oh, yes. be in Spider-Man, and that Kingpin is awesome. Dude, that excites me I more. See, yeah. I want to see Vincent D'Onofrio against Tom Holland. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah, 100%. Oh, 100%. Like, 
that's gotta happen yeah i think that's the thing i'm most excited <laughs> about cool. the netflix properties is getting kingpin into the mcu like you can literally i don't care if we see daredevil luke cage jessica jones punisher i, I don't care if we get kingpin i will literally be happy with that like i that's me set because vincent d'onofrio was kingpin I'm like i you can't top him you can't top that it's yeah, so good he was so Actually, good I, i'm not i'm okay with a recast for for electra i'm not a huge fan for the for the actress in the, in the show yeah she was okay like I, I wasn't massively connected to it either like it's yeah. but she did an okay job but again i think that goes back to the writing for that character you know we, we've spent so much time getting to know uh the kingpin you know and who he was before he became kingpin mm -hmm. and the way they did that yeah. they slowly yeah. Yeah. slowly revealed that in layers you know and we didn't really get that with Electra. She just kind of popped in and yeah. she got a little bit of an insight, but not a whole lot. Yeah, we got a little background, but not much, yeah. And and, and, and that's what makes that, that Kingpin character so just amazing when he's on screen is that you're feeling and you're understanding everything that's driving that character. Yeah. Right? All that pain, all that abuse in his background, all that twisted what it had to have done to his brain to grow mm -hmm. up in a situation like that. And, and that's what makes these characters interesting, you know, yeah. that they're, they're real people dealing with real problems who just happen to have some amazing abilities. And so, that's yeah, he's the definition, that's, the yeah, definition that's, that's, of a sympathetic vi villain, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, so to jump into our next um, <clears throat> uh, news point for this week, then, we got an interesting piece of casting news for Ooh, this week. Um which was interesting because I didn't even realize she was scheduled to show up in the movie, but um, Sasha Cali has officially been cast as Supergirl for the DCEU mm -hmm. and set to make her first appearance in the Flash movie. She's she's didn't she's Latin, coming. right? Hmm? I think so. She she's she's Latin. It's just I I don't know I I don't heard the, the name. Yeah, she, like it's brunette or black haired yeah it's like she's she's not really done a lot she's not i looked over her imdb the thing she's most known for is being in the young and the restless she's done that okay. for about three years and um, apart from that it was just like bit roles and shorts and different things like mm -hmm. that so that was her first major thing that she did um so this is a so i can't even say like if this is a good choice or not necessarily it's because i i don't know anything about her and if she can yeah. pull off a role like this I think I'm more shocked at the fact of that we're getting Supergirl in the Flash movie. Yeah, like I, like I don't remember them <laughs> mentioning that at any point that she was yeah. going to be appearing in it. And it's like, oh yeah, we've cast Supergirl. And it's like, was she going to be in it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Locke in the chat and um, just catching us up. Like, yeah, she is a Latina actress. So the, the interesting thing they have yeah. went against like the, the grain of the comics of like obviously the white skin, blonde hair you know yeah, like actually, teen sort of look too like they've went more latina with her it's darker skin black hair you know so it's interesting they've went that route with it as yeah. well like okay we're doing a personal color casting for it okay don't have an issue just don't know if she's a good actress or not like in all honesty yeah, yeah. I, I don't know now i'm wondering if she's going to stay i don't know black hair or she's going to get blonde in the Jenny Jessica Alva style in Fantastic Four. Yeah. She was the most Latin girl and in Sue Storm it was blue eyes and in and, and, and blonde, I don't know, maybe. 
Yeah, it's possible they go that route. Um, they could end up keeping her with the dark hair and dark features. Um, it could definitely work like that. Um, it's definitely not obviously classic for the character. The character's always been yeah. the the blonde haired teen, you know. Um, but like I've seen people putting pictures up of her like side by side with like Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. because obviously they're meant to be cousins in the DCEU now, and it's like I, I can see it. Like I'm looking yeah, at them and I'm like I'm like. I could I could say that they were cousins. I could accept that. Like it's like they yeah. look like they could be in the same family. Like it's close yeah, enough. Sure. Yeah. I think it I think it could work. I just wish that whoever is behind the helm at DC would get it together. You know, I mean it just seems like whatever is going on over there, it, it's Sheesh. so it's so divided and so scattered and it's so uncoordinated. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we've said Yeah. Sorry, yeah, we've we, no, no, no! It just drives me crazy because I love the DC books. Those were kind of the first stuff I started reading as a kid. You know, Batman was my was my introduction into comics, and you could do so many amazing things with that universe. But it's like mm-hmm. it's like nobody can figure out what's going on or what the plan is over there. It it just it smacks as being very disorganized. Yeah. Whereas Marvel seems like we've got a direction. We know exactly what we're doing. Everyone's in lockstep. Everybody's yeah. moving forward together. Well, that's... And, of course, there are little, little dissensions here and there. But for the most part, everybody knows where we're going and what the roadmap is, and everybody's on board. These Crap. days, just like... But that's you know, it. I mean, we've... I, I'm not going to go into too big of a tangent with this because, look, we've wasted, I don't know how many episodes on tangents <laughs> for the DCEU and the state that it's in. But, like, it's just it's night and day comparing it with what's going on in Marvel. I mean, like, mm-hmm. literally, like, n- no spoilers for the recent stuff, but, like, what's going on in WandaVision right now? Jeez. Like all the little intricacies, like you watch episodes and you pick them apart, and I'm like, and you start to get stuff that like is from previous in the MCU, and you're like, was that on purpose? Like, did you say that line specifically on purpose because it now means that, or like, did you come up with that late? It feels like everything is so tightly knit into this uh-huh. one story. Uh-huh. Even throwaway stuff, like throwaway yeah. stuff that doesn't even matter. It's still connected. It gets brought back around full circle, and for uh-huh. the DCEU, it's like. Like, literally, they're like, oh, yeah, this Flash, she's going to be in this Flash movie. I'm like, is that still happening? I think do we have a writer and a director for that? Last I heard, we were, like, jumping writers and directors. Like, did we ever confirm who was writing and directing this? And you're casting Supergirl? Like, the last thing I heard about it was we were getting two Batman in it. And i like... Yeah, so, so, all right, but, here's my thought process. And we've <laughs> talked about it before on the on the stream, Cross. I, DC needs a Kevin Feige. And I think what Marvel does very well, besides having Kevin Feige in existence, is they, I think their their top priority is hiring really good directors. And not to say that the directors that are hired, you know, for DC are bad, but that's the priority. Yeah. The director is the priority, and then it's the script, and then it's casting. Yeah. So I, I think they need to. There needs to be a hierarchy of of priorities in DC. They need. A head one person. They need a Kevin Feige that's basically yeah. got who you know Kevin Feige's got like the board in his office with all the string. Yeah. And how yeah. everything connects to each other. And I'm like, you don't have someone at that with DC. It's like I mean, even Locke and there's, I think there's a there's a board and there's a lot of string, but none of it's connecting in the DC office. Yeah. No, nope, not at all. Like strings going down the hallway yeah. to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and even like um Locke saying it in chat, and I think it's an okay spoiler to say because the episode's a few weeks old and like and if you're not aware of this character's in one division, you've not been on the internet, so you're probably not watching our show anyway. Yeah. But um they brought back Agent Wu for the show. Um from At Man and Wasp. And literally just a little thing that he did, like when he first meets Monica Rambeau. 
as he introduces himself by a trick of hand by the card trick. Yeah, yeah. And it's and literally it's like it's this throwaway part which you could miss, but it's like it's a call back to Ant Man and the Wasp when yeah. Scott Lang does a card trick to him and he's like, How did you do that? And he wanted to learn how to do it and like Up close magic school. And literally he's left <laughs> and gone away and practiced this and actually learned how to do it. And like it's such a little callback that's not needed. It doesn't add anything to the story. But it's like it just shows how tightly I, like how of including everything and making it feel like one universe. Yeah, and, and that's what it adds. It adds it adds a verification to the fans. The people that are working on these shows, they love these yeah. properties yes. just like yes. we do. They are so into the comics and they are so into this universe that they're taking that sort of, it's what we, if we four were blessed with the opportunity to go do something like this, it's what we would do. Mm-hmm. And that's why Marvel is killing it is because yeah. they've got geeks, geeks and nerds who love the property working on the movies. That's why it works. And it's hyper-organized. It's hyper-organized. But that's the thing as well, is that they've got geeks and nerds working on the movies, but it's not just for geeks and nerds. There are people who have never picked up a comic in their life that are so invested in these characters and these movies, and I'm like, that's what you have to do. That's why it's so successful. It's like, you know, the comic book community can't make these movies successful on their own, but you've found a way to make them appealing to everybody, while still including comic book fans, which is like, I don't know how you pulled that off, but you did. I think Marvel works in the idea that if you're a fan of Marvel, the universe, the, the MCU, mm-hmm. they kind of leave you like crazes in just special prices for you. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, everyone who saw Endgame and see what happened with Captain America in the battle is just picking up uh, in that hammer everyone's remembered that mm-hmm. moment in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it gives you stuff that if you are invested and see every and, and see all the movies, you're going to grab all the stuff together. And for us, at least for me, and I know for you too, it's something amazing. It's just, yeah. For you, the movie is just building about your experience. It's just adding to that experience. Well, yeah, and, and I feel like they're... Building over building. And I feel like they're smart about what they pay off too, right? Yeah. Because like you know they, that one scene that you're talking about where he picks up Mjolnir, that was teased in like four or five different movies across multiple different characters, and they knew fans wanted that, and they waited until the exact right moment to 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 reveal that. And I went and saw it twice in the theater, and both times the theater literally exploded oh yeah so like, they, they know exactly what they're doing i mean we exploded we were sitting next to each other the yeah. first time watching that and like when yeah. he picks that up we cheered and it's like and it was cause of the payoff like it'd been building for so long it yeah. was so good oh yeah and that's what that's what in game is all about that whole movie is about yeah. paying off setups right mm-hmm. i mean from yeah. the very first movie you know you know um uh captain america first avenger yeah. right well in, in the timeline right so yeah you know Captain America, the first Avenger, right? We, we're, we're laying down stuff, you know, the dance, right? Um, um, with yeah, you're um, right. Steve, Steve and Peggy, and that doesn't get paid off until the very last movie. That's, that's 10 years worth of movie yeah. making. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. But everybody's waiting for that. Everybody. Yeah. Everyone was waiting for the payoff. Yeah. That's and phenomenal. I, I think, it, I think the second moment is, is just the Avengers symbol. We yeah. for that. Yes. I, I scream like a crazy. Yeah, yeah. I did too. My, I business did too. Partner, <laughs> my business partner, Ernesto, was seeing the movie with me, and I was just screaming. 
Like, yeah, finally that happened. Because yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it wasn't the best epic moment because it's everyone who's in the good side of the of every movie just reunited fighting against every bad guy you can imagine. So seeing that was so epic, but it's just building. It's just I don't know. I, I remember that I read yeah, something but... about about something in, in, in the first Avenger, the fight between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. And Steve Rogers say you never take the sacrifice. And Tony Stark say everything special about you is is it came from a bottle. Mm-hmm. And you see the Captain America picking up my you know, the hammer. I cannot say the, the name. I'm sorry. <laughs> picking up the hammer, and you realize that he's worthy. He's not a something that came up from a bottle. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, it's just Tony Stark making the sacrifice. Yeah. And that happened. Absolutely. In, I, 2012 in just too many years after yeah. he just blows the characters that's crazy i didn't even think of, i didn't even think of linking that um, yeah neither did that that's yeah. that's actually phenomenal what you think of and yeah oh yeah that's absolutely intentional because that's a total payoff for yeah. both of those characters you know we're flip-flopping that that moment and it pays off beautifully the only misstep i think in in game is when uh thanos is just beating captain america up and knocks him down and Cap gets up and tightens the shield on his arm. I just wish he would have said, "We could do this all day." Yeah, yeah. Yes. Instead of I, instead of I can do this all day, we could do this all day. That's what I was waiting for. That one. I'm like, oh, that was yeah, there. That yeah, was yeah. Awesome. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well. Yeah. So super. Right so super <laughs> girls in DCEU. <laughs> We're right on schedule. <laughs> with our normal stuff yeah pretty much all right so the last one i want to talk about today last bit of news was a rumor that literally dropped yesterday and it is just a rumor i'm putting that out there this is only a rumor this has not been confirmed people were freaking out online get your morton's container out and just set it on the desk is that all the hype jennifer lawrence has been cast as sue storm or sue richards in the upcoming fantastic four movie now, the internet was losing their minds yesterday because as far as... In a good like, way or in a bad way? In a bad way because literally Mystique was trending on Twitter <laughs> because everyone's like, she ruined Mystique, she helped ruin the X-Men movies, don't cast her in Fantastic Four. So the internet was going crazy, most of it negatively. Again, this is only rumour, no one has confirmed anything. There wasn't even any news that they were looking at casting the Fantastic Four yet, we've had no news of they were looking into people, we've had nothing about the movie, except there's a director, like that's it what do you guys think of the possibility of Jennifer Lawrence playing Sue Storm well I'm calling bogus on the whole thing I don't think it's real, so I don't I I wouldn't get worked up about it Yeah. Um, I honestly don't think that she would be a good she would be a good person to put in that role so mm-hmm. i'll just say that so but i think i think it's all it's much much ado about nothing to quote bill shakespeare yeah i'll i'll say this so i like her better for sue storm than i like brie larson for captain marvel i'll, I'll say that that now that is not to say i like her for the role i would prefer if it's jay krasinski and Emily Blunt. Since they're already married, I think that would be a really cool chemistry to see on screen. You just call him Jay like, Krasinski. Yeah, I did. Why are we Jay like Kras, Jay Kras for short is uh is Jay how Kras. is how we know each other outside of the screen. Jay Kras. Jay Kras. Jay Kras. Um, but yeah, I want to see Jay Kras and Emily Blunt. 
uh, together on screen as Johnny and Sue Storm. I want to see that. Not Johnny Storm. What am I talking about? Reed Richards. Well, that would be Reed weird. Johnny Storm. That would be weird. Husband and wife playing brother and sister, Johnny and Sue Storm. And I'm like, uh oh, this is gonna get weird. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I think it, I think everyone is just expecting that couple to become. I I, I read sometimes you see, I don't know, Jay Craze appearing in in an MCU movie, you will understand who is. Even he doesn't take his name. Yeah. You, just, you know who people want him as Reed Richards. I don't know. I think I think Brie Larson is a good actress, but I think Captain Marvel is a bad movie. Directed, the story is not that good. I agree. But if you, I agree. If you think if you think the the Captain Marvel in Endgame is a completely different character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I, and I think. It, Sorry, and I didn't mean to cut you off. We can give it. Uh, I think we can give her the chance to prove it because I see other moves from her. It's not that bad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, um, Cross and I went to see Captain Marvel in the theaters, and we walked out and we were like, "Really?" Um, and I agree with you. I don't think it was necessarily all Brie Larson's fault. Oh no, <laughs> no. Just, just to put it bluntly, but um, I, I feel like she was a, a big part of it. But yeah, to your point, I think a lot of it was the writing and the directing. Um, yeah, so. I wasn't a fan of the writing of that movie, and like I think yeah. I think a lot of the CGI was. Really I think funny. a lot of the stuff fell apart. The CGI, like in the final fights and stuff, just totally took me out of that movie. And yeah. I'm like, come on, you're Disney. You have the money. Please stop. Please spend the, the money on the this. Big, I think. <laughs> I think the big issue is that there wasn't a real villain yep. in that film. There's not there's not a villain with any sort of threat yeah. at all yeah. in that film. So you never you're never concerned. You're never really invested in her success. Yeah, at least there's not one that they explain like because the whole villain's meant to be like the supreme intelligence or like her partner. And I'm like, but you never told us who they were enough to care. You never set up there was a exactly. threat that we were willing to care about. Is like. And but, so we don't care. Yeah. And so the movie falls flat. You know, but, yeah. you gotta have those stakes. But Isaac in the chat stakes. as well saying for the Fantastic Fours, like I think right now the way the Marvel fandom is, the whole the Marvel fandom would probably would riot explode. if John yeah, Krasinski if John Krasinski doesn't get this, they will riot. Jake like, everyone wants him is Reed Richards. I don't know if it's because the casting's been out there for so long. I don't know if it's because he's openly spoken about the fact that he was auditioning for Captain America and obviously lost out to Chris Evans, which I think was the right choice personally. Yeah. I think Chris yeah. Evans is Captain America. You couldn't have had anyone else in that role and pull it off Agreed. the way he did. Because um, I think that's the thing as well. The people wanting him and Sue, I think it was uh, Locke and Chat was saying it, the chemistry between John Krasinski and Emily Blunt um, from the real life relationship, obviously, yep. that you see in films like um, A Quiet Place, mm -hmm. you see the the chemistry you see that there's this definite connection with them they're able to translate that relationship on screen and have it yeah. come across well yeah and that's something that you need for casting the fantastic four mm -hmm. like we need to believe in the family dynamic for the fantastic four to work we need to believe because it's marvel's first family they have to have these intergalactic multiversal time traveling problems while also still arguing about normal everyday family stuff yeah and that's a thing that most people can't pull off of the Fantastic Four. That's a thing most writers can't pull off in the Fantastic Four comics. You know, it's like I'm I'm excited for the Fantastic Four coming to movie. I am not a Fantastic Four comic reader. Most Fantastic Four comics I read lose me. Well, I think that's one of the things that Hickman one of the things that Hickman does very well. because um, I started reading his Fantastic Four run and just the 
just the relationship between Reed Richards and Sue is like awesome because you know Reed Richards has idiosyncrasies that he has to like almost overcome like because he's so focused on his work and he can like basically isolate self-isolate and he's aware of that so he tries to work with Sue and tries to, to find a balance on that and she gives him the space to do that in the comics so yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's super important so I think that's something that's important to find for the casting and I think that's maybe why people have latched on so strongly to the two of them taking on the roles mm -hmm. um, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is a bad actress mm -hmm. I think she's good I think I do agree with the fans though like I'm not excited to see her taking the role mm -hmm. because she very much quickly lost interest in playing Mystique yeah. and was not a fan of the comic book stuff the superhero style of stuff by the end of the X-Men movie, she could see she honestly did not want to be there. Yeah. She honestly did not care. Um, and I think in my head it'd be hard for that to differentiate between the Fox movies and the MCU. Mm -hmm. It's like, are you just going to come in and just not care again? And if so, why should I care? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's someone that, because of that, is she's just going to carry that negativity from it in the fans' mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. So for that reason, I think yeah, let's not have her taking on Sue Storm. Um. Overall, as an actress, she's great. She pulls off some amazing stuff. She seems yeah. like a nice enough person. There's nothing horrible or. But, I just don't know if she'd be the right person for this role. Yeah, I didn't know there was so much baggage between her and the X Men. Um, oh yeah, she hated the X Men uh, movies. That's why as the X Men movies went on, like she hated the prosthetics. That's why Mystique is more and more in her. Jennifer Lawrence outfit by yeah. the by the end of them and like she she hated like the fact that she came by for Dark Phoenix was a surprise because I think her contract ended after Apocalypse and it's like I I'm not sure how much they paid her to come by for Dark Phoenix but after Apocalypse she was apparently done and then came back for one more it's like I she I think it was a I think it was a buck fifty and some a can of soda I think that's what <laughs> stick of bubble gum too they paid her. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they gave her that bonus, stick a bubble gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It feels like that's why she was paid for the minute of freaking acting she actually put into those movies. <laughs> you know? We're really harsh, guys, on some stuff that we really are passionate about. Yeah, I wish, about. You, I, I wish, <laughs> I just wish Cross would tell us what he really feels. Uh, quit, quit masking. <laughs> you know? I can't help it. I'm Scottish. This stuff just comes out. I'm, I don't have a filter for things like this. Oh, man. All right. Just so. got to tell you, you suck. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm a very straight talking person <laughs> sorry on you go Ivan can be great. I think he can be great in another cast but not Sue Storm yeah so absolutely yeah. yeah at first I was like I don't hate it but then you know I didn't know again I didn't know there was so much baggage between her and you know comical properties uh, she's definitely not my first choice so yeah well, yeah, I don't think she's anyone's first choice right now. I think <laughs> until until there's an official casting announcement, as far as anyone's concerned, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are getting it. And then speaking of, like, when do you think that they're going to make an official cast announcement? Oh, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to make it for any time soon, just because like it's Fantastic Four. We've got a logo and we've got a director. We don't even know what year the movie's coming out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like we don't even know if there's a script, let alone they've started casting it yet. I will say, out of all the properties that are coming out, this is the one that I'm most excited about. Uh, Spider-Man, obviously, being top. But this one is right next to it. 
Well, yeah, because like everyone's like, hey, we've seen three really bad Fantastic Four movies. Can we see a good yeah. one? <laughs> Can we get a good one, please? Thank just, you. just one. I know. You know. I, so, so I'm not, I'm not as up as you guys on this. But I know they've released all the logos for the next phase. Do, yeah. Is there an order yet? Do we know what the order is, or is it still? I don't, I don't think there's an order because I think everything was kind of muddled up when they had to push back their 2020 slate a year. Yeah. Um, so they've announced like we've got I think an order for stuff that's coming out this year because there's like between the movies and the TV shows we've got like six Marvel properties dropping this year. Um, yeah, but beyond okay. 2021 oh, yeah. I don't think we've got official release dates or an order yet that I know of. Yeah we have well, we have some market dates. Oh, sorry. If I was a marketing guy, I would drop it in 2024 because you get a lot of mileage out of Fantastic Four in 2024. Yeah, and you can even have like the four and the 2024 part of it coming 2020 and then the four from the logo and stuff. Like, exactly. Yeah, there's a whole marketing thing there if you push that off. And yeah. they very well could because, like, as I mean, with so much stuff coming out, like, oh, that's all you need to do is say Fantastic Four's coming and. You don't need to mention that for another two years in any shape right. or form. I think I think you adding what Brandon said. I will skip that in Phase Four, Marvel, because it's Fantastic Four in Phase Four. I mm. think that will be awesome. Yeah, well, and you know, and and Fantastic Four has always been, you know, it's a futuristic comic, right? Even when it was, you know, introduced, it was very, very much sci-fi, you know, far oh, yeah. from future. And so, you know, twenty twenty-four. <laughs> Excuse me. It kind of feels like it's the future, even though it's really not. You know. So I, that's if I was a marketing guy, that's what I'd be. <laughs> there you uh, go. If, if I had to put log log city in chat is saying um, April fourth of twenty twenty four is a Thursday. Like there you go. There you Start go. of the big movie era in twenty twenty four is a Thursday. Just saying that's if that's not a market employee right there, I don't know what is. If if I was putting money on I, it, I, I called it right here. <laughs> if I was putting money on it, I would say. Because they, I, I believe that they want to get Fantastic Four out to everyone sooner rather than later. I would say end of 2022, beginning of 2023, if I had to guess. Yeah. I think I think that's a good guess, because I know a lot of people were expecting, like, um, like slight spoilers for this last WandaVision, because everyone was talking mm -hmm. about, like, the aerospace engineer that Monica Rambeau knows. Is it going to be Reed Richards? No, it's not. It's no not one made... Introduce Reed Richards with a throwaway not line. Only is it not, Reed Rich... not only is it not Reed <laughs> Richards, it's not even a character from the comics. It's no one <sighs> major at all. It's, like, it's not in any shape. So, because everyone's like, it's Reed Richards. They're introducing Reed Richards. And it's like, no. They literally just introduced a logo. We're not getting Reed Richards that quickly. Yeah. Unless yeah. they've unless they've somehow planned this for like the last year, like not happening. But Reed Richards is their next, besides Doctor Strange, is their next Tony Stark level character, yeah. in my opinion. Like that's the type of weight he's gonna have in the MCU, and I, that's why I was like, dude, there's no way that they're gonna introduce him with a throwaway character line in a, an awesome, but a Disney Plus show. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, but that's the thing as well because Fantastic Four coming in, this is literally mm -hmm. like. This is Avengers level stuff. This is like your next smartest man in the universe. Yeah, this is exactly. setting up the one of the main teams, one of the main group of people we are going to be seeing in the MCU going forward. Bringing in Doctor Doom as well, possibly the next mm -hmm. big bad for the whole MCU. One of my favorite in villains Galactus. in the whole of Marvel. Yeah. Bringing in Galactus, bringing in all these things. Like That's not how you introduce that. There is so much meticulous planning that must be going on around that movie right now that we don't even realize. Yeah, there, there has to be. There has to be. 
There has to be. I, my my assumption is there's. They already know who the cast is. They already have a, at least a high level script. Um, everything. I have a feeling they, they have. They already have a director, right? Just yeah, John Watts. He's the guy that's yeah. doing the. Um, he's been doing the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. Yeah, they announced him, and that's literally all we got was the logo and John yeah. Watts directing. That was it. That's literally all they've given us so far. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, so that's it for our comic news. So we are yeah cause i'm literally gonna get you like that clip of you doing that brian and Mr. <laughs> dude you gotta do it um that would be that would be awesome <laughs> oh, just man. use that at the star for call that's our new transition music yeah that's literally it just like that and we just like put yeah. something behind the background it's just you coming to the camera dude, like people, that. new people will be like what the heck is going on <laughs> I don't, dude, I, dude, we run the show and I'm like, what the heck is going on if that comes yeah, up on my screen? That's true. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to get into the actual conversation here. And first of all, I do want to do one more shout out just as we transition. And for something else that we are doing that's coming up. And I say this especially now because Brandon is already kind of getting highly involved in this. We've even talked about it. And we're now two months out from it at this point because we're at the end of February, which is kind of crazy now that I think about it. Um, but as what's going to be a celebration of our one year anniversary on Twitch, even though it's going to be like a month after our one year, actual one year anniversary, um, just the timing for setting it up's happened like that. We are going to be doing a twelve hour live stream here on Twitch on this channel, Comics in the Cross, um, where we are going to be doing a fundraiser for the organisation that's at the top of the page there, um, for Taka, the Autism Community in Action. So for that organization, we're going to be looking to raise funds. They help um, people with autism, help. One of the more important things and one of the only organizations I've seen really doing it is helping families who find out they have a family member who is autistic and providing resources, providing things within their local communities, providing connections with other parents that are um, dealing with that situation. Speaking as a father of an autistic child, be having an autistic kid is very much like being on an island. You are all of a sudden dealing with something that people around you don't understand. And even as much as you try to explain it to people, it's tough for them to fully grasp it unless they have someone in their life that's autistic and they see it for themselves. So these parents out there are struggling. Last year with 2020, with the, the pandemic, the quarantine, people losing their jobs, their fundraising drastically dropped. Um, as it would, as it did for most charities. But um, this year for 2021, we want to try and help raise as much funds as we can for them. Our goal is going to be to raise $1,000. Um, so that's the plan. We are going to be streaming. Um, it looks like it is going to be, I do need to officially confirm this, but it looks like it's going to be Sunday the 25th of April. We're going to be going for it. I think that's the date we're working for. I do need to officially confirm that. Especially with my wife, because she's going to be watching all the kids herself for 12 hours while I do this. Um <laughs> But I believe it's going to be the 25th and it's probably going to be running from about 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, so and there will be Apex. Yeah, so we're going to be doing stuff like <laughs> Nitro and I are going to be playing some Apex Legends, which apparently you all have loved watching us getting slaughtered in that game. So <laughs> we'll be doing a bit of that and we're going to be doing some community games. I bought the Jackbox Party 3 game so we can play games with the community. Uh, Nitro and I are going to be doing um, a superhero square go, pitting superheroes against each other in a match card. Which, Locke, if you're still in chat, um, we still need your fight for that. We've got like one of your two fighters who right now is winning by default. 
because he doesn't have an opponent. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. Uh, Brandon actually was the one that suggested to us maybe doing a trivia game where we're looking to try and we've got some friends that are going to be coming on and doing that. So we're going to be doing a bit of trivia and we're looking for people in the comic clan to submit questions for the trivia, submit questions to put forward to either team and um, that can compete. We also we've got um, different things we're going to be doing as giveaways. So um, I actually have some here and I can show on screen because I've announced them in Discord, so I don't mind showing them. So one of the giveaways we're doing is Marvel has released Lucha Libre Pops. So we'll be doing a two-for-one Lucha Libre Pop giveaway. Yeah. Nice. Of Spider-Man and Deadpool. Or <laughs> El Arachno and El Chimichanga de la Muerte. Which I think literally translates to the dead Chimichanga, if I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it will be the Dead Reaper of Chimichanga. The Reaper of Chimichanga, that is kind of awesome. Uh, we have a very special glow-in-the-dark pop on Iron Man, the I Am Iron Man scene. That's awesome. From oh, Endgame, wow. of him doing the snap with a gauntlet, that's just a glow-in-the-dark one. It also comes with a protective case, that one. That is a PX Previews exclusive that we're giving away. Uh, also going to be giving away a Blu-ray of Batman Hush. Oh, I love that. Arguably one of the best Batman stories ever put into animated form. If not the best yeah. Batman story, depending on your argument. Like, absolutely, in my opinion, the best Batman are anyway, with the legend oh, no, that is we Jim Lee drawing Jim it. Lee is a beast. We, we, that, need, we need a that podcast one needs to be, that. Mm. So that's... That one needs to be an auction cross. You need to, you need to have people... You know, saying, hey, I'll pay this much for that, and just auction that baby off. Don't, don't make it a giveaway, because... Uh, lay down some cash right now for that yeah man it's like it's, so we've got that as a giveaway um our my boy here nitro is going to be doing some awesome stuff as well he is doing a spider-man piece that he is currently working on that we will be doing as an exclusive giveaway that'll be given in the kind of lower tier um of the giveaways and then in the higher tier once we get closer to the thousand he's actually going to be doing an exclusive piece of your choosing mm -hmm. so if you win that giveaway then he will do a piece of your choice on any character any whatever all for you um awesome so we have a bunch of stuff that we're doing for this and um, so uh we're we're going all out for this i mean i'm putting the i'm wanting to hit a thousand dollars but like i'm pushing as hard as we can like i want to raise as much money as we possibly yeah. can for this so that's why i'm relying on all, all of you in the comic clan to come along and start tweeting about it start posting it start putting it out there start getting people's attention we don't have a live link for donations yet we are i'm working on that with the charity charity themselves um because i reached out to taka themselves and um, to talk to them so we will be setting up a charity page on their website so like so it's not even like a, i'm doing it and with one of these websites where we raise funds and the money goes straight to the charity literally there's not even going to be a third party website yeah, no middle doing middle. that for us like we are literally giving it straight to the charity like the page is going to be set up on their page like linking to their website and the money going straight to them so like there is none i am taking none of this money nitro is taking none of this money this is none of this money is going to comics in the cross and it's not going to any other site it is literally going to go straight to taka and um, so we are we are pulling out all the stops i'm calling in any favor of any friend i have that's a streamer here on twitch that's a comic book fan that's a an artist or creator that I've met and doing this show in the last year, I am literally calling in every favor I can yeah, we are. to pull this off and to make this as big as possible. Like we are going all out for this. And um, if you 
want to get some ideas in there or see what's going on, um, let me put the link up in chat. If you go to our Discord page, there, if you click on that link, that'll add you onto the Comics and the Cross Discord page for the Comic Clan. We have a whole section that is literally for the 12-hour charity stream, talking about our schedule, talking about our incentives and giveaways, and talking about stuff of asking you, like, what do you want to see? Like, is this stuff you, you want to see? Like, you know, like, one of the incentives is that we're going to be doing drinking, like, horrible sodas. Um, if Locke's in chat, he, he knows what we're talking about. He did it with his channel not too long ago. Um, where the sodas are like uh, peanut butter and jelly and like ranch dressing and bacon and, you know, these horrible sodas where we're doing every $20 raised, Nitro and I are going to do a bean boozled, you know, which if you don't know, you spin a little thing on a wheel and it gives you a colour of jelly bean and that jelly bean can either be a really nice flavour or a really horrible flavour. So, like, for literally every $20 we raise, we're going to do a bean boozled. So, if you can imagine that we're trying to raise $1,000, that's a lot of bean boozleds. Um, so, if you like seeing us suffer, this is your chance. <laughs> this is your <laughs> chance to make us suffer. Um, so, like, and we've got so much other stuff that we're working on. So, like, what do you guys want to see? Let us know. What do you guys want? Yeah, to, if you guys aren't going to show up for this, then, you know, we need to change up what we're doing. Because like I I am going all out for this, and I need to know that yeah. this is something that you guys actually want. Because if yeah. you guys if you guys don't want the giveaways, I'm keeping this stuff. I don't mind. If you hey, guys hey. <laughs> if you guys don't want us to do certain things, we won't do it. We'll change it up. You know. I got that. dibs on the Spider Man. Uh, Thank, <laughs> thanks, Chunk, Batman Chunk, Hush. Chunk the Hut, and the freaking. Oh, do you what you want, Batman Hush? Yeah. All right, people are just calling out stuff they want now. <laughs> uh, Chunk in the chat is saying, "Excellent, suffer." Like, thanks, Chunk. Appreciate it, brother. And I'm gonna. Well, I, just as uh, I wanna, I wanna underscore what Cross is saying here, folks that are listening and watching. Uh, Brandy Pixel's all in, so I've already had a conversation with Cross, and we're mm -hmm. providing, we're gonna be providing a whole bunch of prizes for giveaways. Uh, we're gonna be donating as well, and uh, we're awesome. we're even hopefully coming on the stream. And I think those Christian companies out there, creative companies, uh, Christian podcasts out there, this is a fantastic cause, and this is where we can really be the hands and feet christ and so i encourage you guys and challenge you guys and gals out there uh if you love you some jesus then help these guys out with this uh, with this with this effort yeah. i think it's going to be well worth it amen i mean appreciate that if you need anything too yeah so, absolutely guys, ivan absolutely really thank you so it. much for that we appreciate it honestly <clears throat> and yeah if you guys have any ideas or want any input by all means reach out to us and we can use all the help we can get on this you know, yeah. it's like we're trying to put everything we can, but this is our first time doing a 12-hour stream. This is our first time doing a charity event like this. Hopefully not the last. Hopefully it'll go well, and this is something we can do. At least on an annual basis, maybe we can do something like this. Um, but at least for this year, this is a brand new thing, and anything you want to do, you know, let us know. All right, so I wanted to get that out there while we had some time and had you guys on. Woo. I'm pulling cables out my computer. Not a good thing. I would have to eat. Oh dear, there you go. Chunk saying, another guy, hey, I donated hundreds of dollars so my friend would have to eat a Carolina right. Reaper pepper. Like, okay, I'm telling you right now, I am not doing that. I do not have a high tolerance for spicy things. I don't handle, like, really hot stuff at the best of times, so a Carolina Reaper pepper would probably kill me. So I love no. spicy food, but so when no, you that's... start to sweat, <laughs> yeah. that's just... That's it's not fun so yeah i'm saying i've said that right now that one's not happening because like i know my body won't be able to take it like i'm when it comes to spicy foods i'm a wuss that's 
I've tried it. I've tried to do not want to play. You do not want to play with Carolina Reaper peppers. I had a I had a piece of celery that was on a plate next to a Carolina cal- <laughs> one of those peppers that was on some wings. That Reaper celery almost. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not happening. Not a chance. Just, yeah, I'm just I'm putting that out there right now. All right, so let's jump into the actual interview for today. Yeah, we're pretty much at an hour. That's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. Not bad for us. <laughs> That's not bad for us. That's good. What you? <laughs> no, especially when people we have people on that know comics, so it just it, it gets bad. Oh yeah, when people come on and know how to talk about superheroes and comics, like we just go off in tangents. It, it happens. Yeah, it's bad news bears. Um. All right, so. First of all, let us get some good introductions for the gentlemen who are joining us today. As we said at the start, we've got Brandon Hollingsworth from Brainy Pixel, who is back after the first couple of weeks. And then we've got Ivan, is it Anaya? Is that Miss? Anaya, that's the Anaya. right pronunciation. Awesome. awesome, I wanted to make sure I was getting that right from Mercy Way Studio. Um, first time on the podcast, but we've actually been talking back and forth a little bit on this project. Um, but let me first of all brandon if you want to kick us off just for anyone who doesn't know who you are since most people probably already know you just a little introduction to yourself and to brainy pixel and then when he's done ivan if you want to give a little introduction of yourself and who you are and a little talk about mercy ways sure uh thanks cross and and thanks again uh cross and nitro for having us on yeah Uh, having me back on so quickly i really appreciate that Um, we're really passionate about this project that we're working today so any opportunity to talk about it we're really excited to do so so uh, for those of you that don't know me my name is Brandon Hollingsworth and I am the chief creative officer and chief operations officer over at a Christian animation and production studio based out of North Alabama called Brainy Pixel Productions uh, we've got our hands in lots of pies but uh, we've just recently released a 22 minute uh, full-length pilot uh, of a 3d kids animated Christian show called Cubekins uh, that has uh, just gotten a couple of award nominations in the oh, Christian awesome. film circuit. Uh, we've been dub approved for all ages, so we're super blessed and super happy about that. Um, but uh, today we're here to talk about uh, an amazing project that we're partnered with Mercy Ways Studios and Mr. Ivan Anaya. So over to you, Ivan. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you all. My first time in the podcast. I hope it's not my last. And yeah, I, I love not. this podcast. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm calling myself a super, super fan of this podcast. And actually, I'm the art director of Mercy Way Studio, and we are in Central America. I am in El Salvador right now. It's really hot in here, so <laughs> so we, we don't need that spicy food, but we need some spicy food. Yeah, probably survive it better than I can, I even. <laughs> I don't think so, but we need something. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on for this amazing project. And I'm uh, just throwing it up on the screen for everyone. It's Chronicles of Faith, David. And I'm just throwing up the poster on the screen for everyone when it was posted on um, social media and stuff for it, just so people can get a look. Because, I mean, the first time, like, we shared some art from this a while ago that you sent us, Ivan, like, months and months ago when, like, you first kind of started posting about it. Um, and the art that I shared, I'm going to throw up for them, was the David versus Goliath picture here, and it's on the screen for everyone. And yeah, actually, and that art just seeing the art for it just blew me away. Like I was like, I'm in in this project. I'm all in and checking this out. The art alone is just superb. It's phenomenal. The the picture that I sent to you, I remember that we call it like a, it was a concept art, 
Yeah. We mm -hmm. just trying to actually knows how this comic is going to look, what is going to be the final look, and how we're going to work in this interaction. So actually the picture you you're showing is not going to be in, in, in the project that we're going to show mm -hmm. today, but it's just the closest thing you can have yeah. to that. That's yeah. even better. That means I'm not giving away any spoilers in the comic or anything of what it's going to look like. Like, <laughs> but just to let everyone see, like this was the first thing I even ever sent me on this was yeah. like this concept art of it, and I just saw it and I'm like, wow. I didn't I know a, I didn't know a Christian comic could look this good. I'm like, man, amen, cross. Yeah, and that that's actually the same exact reaction that I had when I first ran across it. So, kind of leads into kind of how all this got cranked up. Um, so I. I I'm an art director, and I'm an old school art director from my days when I was in the role playing game industry. Mm -hmm. um, I got my start as an art director then, and have been pretty much continuously working on projects from that point. Where I'm always on the lookout for amazing art, amazing artists that I can collaborate with or hire to do work for me. And so I was blessed to see some of uh, Yvonne's work kind of come across my social media, and like you, was totally blown away. I'm like, this is amazing, man. This this thing. If if this is going to be, you know, in terms of the production value, in terms of the writing, if it's half as good as the art, it's going to be stellar. And so I reached out to Yvonne and said, hey, I'm, I'm amazed by your art. I'd love to chat with you a little bit. I was thinking to hire him to do some work for Brainy Pixel. Mm. And, um, and we are working on a couple of projects together. But um, as we just got to know each other better and began chatting with one another, found out they were a Christian studio, uh, found out their heart for Christ and their heart for Scripture. And... Um, they began to kind of tease me with a little more insights into this comic and it was like, oh man, I've got to be involved in this. And so I went yeah. and talked to my, my business partner, the CEO of Brainy Pixel, and I said, hey, look, I'm willing to give up the rest of my art budget for the rest of the year if you'll let us, uh, if you'll let us be in with these guys and uh, help them make this comic a reality. And he was like, well, if you feel it, really feel that strongly about it, Brandon, we'll do it. And so uh, we started having some meetings with the Mercy Ways team and getting to know them more, praying with them, um, you know, learning more about the project, and we're, we're really blown away by everything they were doing. Had some meetings with some lawyers, drew up some papers, and and here we are in three days. Um, it goes live. So That's Amen. awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's phenomenal. That's, that's absolutely amazing, and it's great to see, like, you know, different companies coming together like that to work on a project like this, and I think, you know, you said it, Brian, like, just seeing this artwork was like the thing that draws you in like we've talked about it on the podcast plenty of times mm -hmm. like a good artwork can really sell a comic like an awful comic can become so much better just because it's got great artwork and be worth checking yeah. out the same way like a great comic can be ruined if the artwork sucks yeah that's the thing you can have yeah. a you can have a, a mediocre story but the art is top tier and that that'll draw you into the story and you, you can overlook a lot of different things but if, if, if it's a reverse then it's it immediately takes you out of yeah, I couldn't agree more, Nitro. And 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 for this, in this case, the comic, the art is where it begins. So yeah. uh, the folks out there are really in for a major treat because the amount of work and the amount of prayer and the amount of preparation and the amount of study and research that the Mercy Waste team has gone into this comic is going to blow you guys away. You're not going to believe but the level of detail that they've gone into in this in the yeah. process of creating this. So no, absolutely. Um, so I think the next thing to kind of ask is like you know why go ahead with this comic why make a 
a Christian comic because we kind of talked about it beforehand like you know yeah. like growing up as a comic book fan and being a Christian those things didn't meet yeah. at least not well <laughs> they were separate worlds yeah. they were separate yeah. worlds yeah. unless you wanted to buy really crappy comics because yeah. Christian publishers did not put out good comics let's let's just be honest about it they yeah. weren't great you maybe found one that you liked and you got on with but they were never going to compete with the other comic books out in the world so why go ahead and do this project why create a christian comic like this especially one that's like just creating a christian comic that's based on a biblical story because that was the comics that are out there like you would get the odd comic that was about other stuff but most christian comics were just telling of the bible story so yeah. why go this direction with it what makes it different than than what we've seen before oh that is i don't know brandon you well i think it well i love comics that is the thing that and i think that i i here in el salvador it's just having comics is was not that popular it's just mm. you cannot find it so easily in the in how you can find it in the states but the, I always love it, and my family was Christian. My, actually, my grandma is, is 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 Christian, and she always took me to the church. And I used to see the comics in the in the library in the church. They were, for at least, they were just scary, and because it was really dark, and there was not, I don't know, compelling. The art was not good. And I always think the idea of, of making comics for living it, and I always point that for that role in my life. But then Jesus came to my life, and when I actually became a Christian, and I became extremely passionate about the Bible. And one of the things that I think the, the, the God put in my in, in my way was the Bible Project. I don't know if you heard about them. The Bible Project. Well, actually, you can see some poster from Bible Project in my back. They teach me to see the Bible in a narrative way, mm. not just uh, in in a, in in a religious book that I have to read, but they put me in the story, and that changed my mind about the Bible. And I, it, you can call it like a, a something that burns inside of you, just a scratch that I want to people see the Bible like this. It's an epic, complete story. Brandon and I has well, Mercy Ways in, in Brainy Pixel had the idea that, that the Bible is the original cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. All that stuff that we talk about, how the characters will pay off later, yeah. the Bible did it first. And yeah. this is the payoff of everything in the Bible. So having that idea is just something that you, you want to tell. And, and the idea of, of, of doing this is just... I love Spider-Man. I, I love Batman. I think they're my two superheroes. I love Captain America too. And I don't know if you think that, but that characters have built us, has some important role in our life. It's just, I don't know. I always remember Spider-Man, a great power require a, 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 a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. So every, all that stuff is just going to build a generation. So thinking about that and thinking about how the Bible and the comics, I think they they have a, a wrong idea because I think Bible and comics is just a perfect match mm -hmm. because you can tell a compelling and epic story. It's just leaving traces. It's just using what the comics already did and just tell a compelling story. Not telling 
a religious story, but just telling a compelling story. So that is something that we want to do. We want to tell a character and story that it has got on it. It's not a, a I don't know, a, a Sunday school idea, but it, it's just a good comic, a good story that actually refer to God. God is a living person, a living character in the story. It's not just, it's closer. We, we want to tell that story. And actually, what we yeah, want no. to, Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, Ivan, finish up. Uh, well, the idea of, the, of doing that is just doing it in a different way. We read all the comics of David that we can. We read the Action Bible, who is great. I love the art of Sergio Carriello. We read the Kingston comic, David, and we're trying to uh, grab every story that David, but we, we understand there's something that is just they trying to actually go word by word about what the Bible said. And I'm not saying that is bad, but for some reason, it just feels so unpersonal. Mm -hmm. For some reason, you, you cannot relate to the shark in that story because they're trying to teach something different. And there is something that we want to focus on. Okay, let's make David what it is. It's a compelling story, a compelling uh, shark or something that is actually you can relate to David and you want to have, you know what a piñata is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, having a Goliath piñata in your birthday is not an Spider-Man one. It's just I, I want to beat Goliath and take candy off. So, being David, <laughs> actually, that is something that we want to try to do. Not a commercial, a commercial idea, but a, how a comic character can actually build for something for you, <clears throat> as Spider-Man has done for us. Spider-Man, as Batman, I still want to be Batman. I just need the money. But, <laughs> Uh, and, <laughs> and 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 the the fighting skill, but that is something different. But, but all, all that stuff, I don't know. You think about a new generation that is just said what I just said and say, I just want to be David. I just want to be mm -hmm. Samson. I, I, uh, uh, well, not Samson, but the end Samson. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. No, I think. Yeah, and I think I think there's a. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, bro. No, on you go, Brandon. Go ahead. You can get your now. So, yeah, stuff I, I think I think there's a there's a there's a fundamental philosophy here that the Mercy Ways team has that really resonates with what we're doing at Brainy Pixel and is the reason why we're partnered together. In that, you know, when I came on the show the first time, we talked about how um, Christian creatives have kind of they've kind of walked away from the industry and they've kind of said, you know, hey, we can't do that, right? It's too hard, it's too expensive, whatever. And Brainy Pixel says, no, we're going to do that. We're going yeah. to put in the time, the money, the effort. We're going to create a content that is uh, on par with what, you know, the, the, the entertainment industry does out there. There's no reason why Christians can't create amazing content that's filled with stunning visual imagery, amazing story, and top-tier production value. And the Mercy Waste team is exactly on par with that. They're on the same exact page with us. And so... They're wanting to do it in the world of comics. You know, Brainy Pixel is doing it in the world of animation. And so it's a perfect partnership. Also, I think there's an element here that is really unique in the way the Mercy Waste team is approaching the story of David. It's been done a million times, but it's never been done the way we're doing it in Chronicles of Faith David because they have spent a ton of time researching the character of David, and not just David, but these other characters as well, um, 
and they're presenting the story in a unique way. I, uh, the way of a, a father telling a story to his son, telling wow. the story of his, of his childhood to mm-hmm. his son, Solomon. Like, that's kind of oh, the way this is cool. set up. And, and so it's this really neat kind of hook. It's this really neat twist. And the amount of stuff that these guys have been able to glean from scripture, from Josephus and other histories, uh, um, Jewish and Israelite histories, from the Talmud, they've gone into all these sources and they've dug deep and they've gotten all these little nuggets um, of information about who David was as a person historically, mm-hmm. and they're bringing that to the comic. Like one of the one of my favorites is that they were doing some reading in the Talmud and they discovered that David he disdained the trappings of kinghood, right? I mean, we're talking about the, the one of the greatest kings of Israel, and he didn't want to sit on the throne. He didn't want to have the fancy robes. Now, he wanted to sit on the floor and teach scripture to the kids. Mm-hmm. That's a historical fact that is not in the Bible, right? But it's something that the Jewish people and the Israelite nation has preserved about this hero of the faith. And so that's something that the Mercy Ways team is bringing to bear in this comic. And it's more than just a kind of dry, stuffy retelling yeah. of the story of David and Goliath. It's a it's a vibrant, character-driven story. <laughs> Go back to what we were talking about earlier, how Marvel has been so successful by creating these character-driven stories and, and setting up real-world stakes. We already know the stakes. We talk about the stakes all the time. Anytime you have a little guy going up against guy uh, against a big guy, what do we say? David, so David versus Goliath. Yeah. Goliath right? yeah. So everybody knows the stakes. Those resonate. What the Mercy Ways team is doing is they are giving us an insight to this character of David that we've never seen before. And that breathes a whole new realm of life into this comic, and I'm super stoked about it. Ivan, you said something earlier that like really resonated with me. So you you're basically saying, you know, you want to present it, and you want to present the Bible to people in a visual language, and yeah. and I really like that because I think you know, obviously, the Bible is a very old is a very old document that we still hold to today, and I think throughout the years we might have there's been some historical context there's been some other context that we either don't know of or we've lost or we've like been disconnected from and that gets me pumped for what you said brandon about the, all the research that's done you can pull that back into light because I feel, I feel like david is like the spider-man of the bible like pretty much everybody likes him like yeah. any, pretty much everyone can relate to him he's probably on everyone's top five characters of the bible you know what i'm saying like he's he's the He's, he's that. So I think I think it's really cool that you guys are doing this. I mean, some of my favorite teachers, like Bible teachers, are ones that can paint like really detailed visual imagery of what's actually on the page in the Bible. So I think it's awesome. Yeah. And what you're saying, Nitro, is really is it was a fundamental uh, goal of the Mercy Way team when they started this project a year and a half ago. Is the reason why it's called Chronicles of Faith is because they looked at chronicles in the Bible and essentially the book. In the Bible serves the purpose of rebooting the Pentateuch. Mm. The Chronicles was was is in there because the people of Israel weren't paying attention to the first five books anymore. Yeah. And God said, "Hey, you need to be reminded of these things, and we're going to tell you about these things again through the Scripture." And so we're, we're calling it like where the Chronicles essentially is like a reboot of of the yeah. first five books in the Bible. And the Mercy Ways teams with this comic, they want to do that now. They want to have a new reboot using the medium of comics, which is very interactive, which is very visual. It's very involving. 
to inspire a whole new generation yeah. to write their own chronicles of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's a really cool thing, like the way you're talking about the style of getting that across as well. Like, you know, like growing up reading the Bible, that was one of my things that I really struggled with was connecting with some of these characters, because that's why I'm drawn to comics. Like, I'm drawn to characters. I'm drawn to good stories. I'm yeah. drawn to connecting with people. Like, you know, like Nigel said, one of the characters that I connected with growing up was Spider Man. You know, like watching the Spider-Man animated series, watching the X-Men animated series was my intro to them, and that led into comics and these amazing characters who I connected with what they were going through. Reading the Bible was always a hard thing to connect initially because you were reading these stories, especially in the Old Testament. You were, mm-hmm. it was a narrative like point A to point B to point C, and I'm like, I I want to know more about the people like David. I want to know more about him and his character and who he was, and yeah. the same with all of them. So I think what you're capturing here is a really phenomenal thing of putting across a character like David who, let's be honest, like at this point it's practically a pop culture reference. Like you said, you know, when you have the big guy against the little guy, you say David versus Goliath. Like literally that biblical fight is in pop culture and it is referenced by people who have never touched the Bible. So you've got this character and it's like, but let's make him more personable. Let's let people connect with him. Let's let people understand a little bit more about who he is not just what he did yeah so i would love it i I would say yvonne tell a little bit about that process that you guys went through to to (laughs) infuse a little of that character into into david that's it's amazing well thinking about that when we start to read to thinking we're going to do we're gonna make david well we're starting to it's actually we start with the bible we have like a we have to read the entire book of Samuel, the entire book of Chronicles. We're going to go deep into the Psalms because we want to know the heart of David and mm-hmm. you can know it in the Psalms. And we go to all the Bible stuff and, and Josephus, you know. But the team and I has, has, has homework. Every time you read David, think about one of your favorite characters and what character came to mind. And it, it can be from everywhere, a movie, a, a book, yeah. everything. And if you think all the underdog stories is just drink from David because he is the the actually underdog story. And in that brainstorming process, they came something, some stuff really awesome. One of my business partners is just Ernesto. He said, I think it's the gold mine here, is the gold ticket from, from Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. He said, I always think David and I think of Marty McFly. I yeah. think how Marty McFly is just a David type character. Why don't we put some stuff from David, from Marty McFly in our David? Yeah. I know he's always he's always brave. He's always uh, he he never he never afraid of, of, of a fighting, especially if you call him chicken. Yeah. All that kind of stuff is just That's true. Start <laughs> building. Why don't we put the adventure stuff that link suffering every in every in every Zelda? Why don't we bring 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 Hiccup from How I Train Your Dragon? And we start to put some lines about all these favorite characters that for us represent David, and we build our David with that idea. Mm-hmm. We start to to build in the you can if you relate to Martin McFly, you can relate to the character. If you love to go in an adventure with Link, go into an adventure with, with this with, with this David. So we try to build something that is. It felt, I don't know, it's just the Bible for some reason, and I don't know why, 
for some people it just feel like so far away i don't want to get into that book because it's just a religious and hard book and it doesn't belong it doesn't become personal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for us we want to make the bible story personal and actually the comic is especially for that every one of us has one we can have the same comic but for us it's just personal we put the in in our imagination every one of us has one voice for batman i think kevin conroy is in every one of them and but we put all the imagination in that which is the onomatopoeia sounds it's just how the the pacing of the comic is going you can turn your page you can go back and i think the comic is just special for making personal and you can go back yo go ahead no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say, I do have one request from the audience, and they said they wanted to see David writing on a hoverboard. So just, I just, if you could fit that in anywhere in the story, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I need that. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to throw this out there right now. It's like, Ivan, that's what I need for you for the 12-hour charity stream. I need a picture yeah. to give away of David from the Chronicles of Faith riding a hoverboard. That's... Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> well, that can happen. That can happen. <laughs> It's not going to float, but if you keep reading, you're going to understand. You're going to understand the reference. Nice. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that's phenomenal to hear the to hear that input on it. And, it's, and I love the link to like looking at pop culture stuff of like, well, what characters do we love in today's world? That's what characters do we love from movies and games yeah. and comics and stuff? And like, how do we infuse David with that sort of life? Like... I, that's the thing, I would never have associated thinking David and Marty McFly, and I love Back to the Future. Back to the Future is my favourite movies ever. Like I love the Back to the Future movies. Ever since I was a kid, I've loved them. <clears throat> never would I have associated those characters. But after you say it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can see it. Makes sense. I can see that connection. <laughs> I can works. see that like, it's definitely there. There's definitely a... Um, something in chat saying as well, like when, even like um, Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon, the David that you've drawn kind of actually looks a little bit because he's got a little bit of a Hiccup look to him. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that in the kind of facial structure and everything. Like, it's like, I'm. Actually, if, if you think of the story of Hiccup, no one trusts him. He's mm. just, just, no one wants him. He's just the Hiccup. Also, the name is just something that you don't want. It's a mistake. So, <laughs> and, he's, and he saved the entire town yeah and in just just so so david it's just the underdog who became heroes yeah go ahead brandon and i think i think i think that's really really one of the important points to stress here is that what these guys and gals have done at mercy ways number one it's something that in screenwriting you do all the time right and it's using an archetype yeah um you know all these characters right the hiccups the links um the marty mcflies they're all the underdog hero as an archetype that's what they are Mm-hmm. And so you take the foundation of scripture, you add in the reality of historical research, right, um, of uh, historical reference. And then on top of that, you, you kind of sprinkle on what are these archetypes that we're familiar with in our pop culture. And it creates a character that pops off the page, that comes alive, that everybody can read and immediately associate with. And yet they want to go on a journey with you know they want to kind of say i want to sign up and i want to see what's going to happen to this david character because i like him he's somebody i would hang out with in school or somebody I at least want to see what happens to him and whether he gets his just desserts or not and yeah. it's it's really brilliant storytelling is what they're doing and it's just amazing to, to see it yeah and in and, and if you oh on you go if you think 
if you think in Spider-Man, we all want the power of Spider-Man. We want the money of Bruce Wayne. But if you go to relate to David, what his special power is just, he just trusts God. He actually, everything that he accomplishes his entire life is he trusts God. And when he failed is because he stopped trusting God. So what if it's some new generation is just saying, I just want that superpower and it's at the reach of your hand. I just want to start trusting in the character of God. Well, it's, yeah. so it's it's funny that we're talking about this today because in church this morning, so we're going through the Bible, the story of the Bible from beginning to the end, and we just hit David this morning. David, how you know how he was selected, how he was anointed, how how he became king, what type of king he was, that type of stuff, and like even learning stuff like you know as a king in in ancient Israel, you, you your main one of your your first things that you were required to do was handwrite the law. And which I didn't know. I never knew that. So that puts a new, a new spin on when you come to the Psalms and you see just it's littered with "I love your law," "I love your precepts," that type of stuff. Because I always wondered, I'm like, this dude's like obsessed with this stuff. But he was that he set his mind to that at the beginning, and it's it's just cool seeing a new dimension brought to the character, and that explains so much. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, and you're gonna well, actually the, the... Go, ahead, Eva. go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I'm just I'm just gonna give you a, a little bit of it because if you keep reading in the book of Samuel, the only two characters who has sword because the Bible is just really explicit in that no one has sword except for Saul and for Jonathan because he is going to be the next king. Mm -hmm. But if you keep reading, the next person who actually had a sword was David, and he was the sword of Goliath. Because he's the second, the third person in the entire book who has the sword, and he was the huge sword, the biggest sword of all of one. We're yeah. gonna draw that, and he's going awesome. to change like a favorite in 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 a in an anime style because the sword is so huge. Yes, and he's going to the be a cloud from Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it, all that kind of stuff is just going to build for that, and the Bible is just giving you the, all that divots, and how you're going to see. Oh, you know what? The next person to have a sword is David, so yeah. he is the next king. No, Jonathan, he's David. There's a there's a lot of of that reference. You mentioned the reference to Psalms, Nitro. There's a ton of that in this comic as well. I mean, you got to imagine um, when when our story opens, David's a boy, right? Mm -hmm. We we kind of go through his life, but we begin yeah. as him as a young shepherd, and he, as we all know, he was a musician, which means by default you're a bit of a poet. Um, and he had a love of the written word. He had a love of the spoken and of the sung word. And he had a love of the spirit of God. And one of the amazing things that the Mercy Ways team has done is they, they've come up with a way to depict this love of the Psalms, almost this inspiration of the Holy Spirit Amen. in a visual way. And it, it happens in the midst of the moment in the comic you're reading along and then bam, something happens and you just kind of, just kind of taken aback for a moment and you kind of have to just look at this panel and you catch your breath because number one it's stunning and it's beautiful but also you know immediately what's going on it's like yeah it's like the word of god is swirling all around this character and it's like he is just he's in the midst of god's will you know at that moment mm -hmm. or he's seeking god's direction you know and it's just visually stunning 
But as a believer, it is so inspiring, and it makes me want to love the Word even more. And I think that goes right back to your point about David. He loved the Word because, yeah. you know, he hand-wrote it, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to love something to hand-write it when it's that long. So one of, one of the things that attracts me to David the most is, like, I feel like, he, I feel like him as a person and his relationship with God, I, I feel like that's one of the most personal relationships with God that's ever depicted in the Bible, like, ever. <laughs> I mean, besides, obviously, the disciples and stuff like that when, when Jesus actually came to earth. But, you know, like, it felt very real. Like, it felt like he was in a relationship with, a, with another person. And, it, you know, you could tell that he loved them, and it was super intense, you know. You know, the, the Psalms 51, when, you know, when he repents for everything that he, he's, he did, you know, with Bathsheba and her husband and all that stuff, like him just pouring out his heart in that, in that Psalm, it's, it's, it's really cool. So, yeah. Well, actually, now that you mention it, and I think it crosses just ask, ask us was what is going to make this comic different is because we're not going to wash away that, especially the mistakes that David has made. Mm-hmm. We're not going to wash away because yeah. that mistake is just actually tell more about God than in, than everything else. It's just yeah. the re, the, the redeem that David suffered, not suffered, but that David has is just tell that God is merciful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we want to share that because uh, we recall it is just an arc because David wasn't the peak of his life, and in one bad decision, he just. After saying, I love your word, I love your law, he just breaks seven of the 10 principal commandments yeah. in one decision. In one yeah. year, he was especially over for that. So we we don't want to do that because that's going to make David more human yeah. and it's going to yeah. be more relatable and he's going to show how God is a merciful and graceful God. Absolutely. And I think uh, that's... And we, we, f- oh, on you go, Brian. I was just going to say, it, it's critical for us to tell that story, that cycle of rebellion and redemption, right? It's, it's fundamental to the whole Bible, right? We wouldn't have Jesus if, if this wasn't important. Uh, and so David's story exemplifies this and typifies this in a way that's very well known and very pointed in that we don't want to avoid the failures of David. We don't, mm-hmm. We're not setting him up to be a moral template to follow. We're setting him up to be a faith template to follow. Mm-hmm. We want to inspire a new generation to love God so much that when they fail, they'll humble themselves and repent and come before him. And so we want that to be the model that we inspire mm-hmm. our sons and daughters moving forward to have. Um, not necessarily, you know, just uh, just look after superheroes with superpowers. The superpower of, of, of repentance. Yeah. We want to show that. I want yeah. that out. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like David's life is so important to include that stuff. It's so important to include his his failures and the things that he got wrong. And obviously, you know, the stuff with Bathsheba was the the kind of the pinnacle of the biggest mistake he made. You know, it's but I think it's important for us to see that. Especially just as normal everyday human beings to see this was a man that God had called out from a young age to be the next king. This is a guy that God had empowered to slay Goliath. This is a guy who God has said was a man after his own heart, who had done all these amazing things in the name of God, had written these psalms, had these things of worship and praise, was leading the nation. And a man that's in such good standing with God can still fall and stumble. 
he wasn't perfect he wasn't infallible yeah. he wasn't this image to look up to because that's meant to be jesus we're meant to look up to him he is the perfect infallible picture of what we're aspiring to not david and but also as well the fact of that david you know what i mean david like we've seen as this great guy and then the stuff with Bathsheba happened and it's like every wrong decision you can make in the next moment he made you know like yeah. every next step was a wrong decision like you had two choices here and you picked the wrong one and it just keeps building but it's also showing the fact of like that it's like you can hit that pinnacle with god you can fall but that doesn't mean it's the end of your story because so often we have that yeah. especially as christians like we try and do live our lives we try and walk a certain way we try and you know live up to what god is wanting us to do in our lives and doing it in our own strength we fall all the time um but it's saying like that's not the end of the story you know yeah. like david fell david fell hard you know to the point of like you know that nathan had to come to him as the prophet and basically say what would you do if a man did this and then david gives his judgment and he's like like you that's you you just judged yourself and it's like yeah. oh come on cross you're not going to tell that story and not give me a wee little lamb and that wonderful scottish accent. A wee little lamb. I mean <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's like he's but he presents a story to him and it's like and when david judges that it's like Oh my goodness! What have I done? But what he does then, your mouth there, David. you know, it's like, and then he yeah. he realizes what he's done, and he repents. He goes back to God. He decides, I've made a mistake, and it's like that realizing that's the low point he has gotten to. You know, it's like it. You know, it's like he was an adulterer. He had set up to get the woman's husband, you know, killed. He had done all these horrible things, and it ended up costing him his first child with her as well. It's like who ended up dying and. Mm -hmm. All these things happened, and he didn't have to stay in that low point. And it's important, I think, to realize that, you know, because we've all gone through those hard times. We've all gone through those rough points to realize, like, you can be a great Christian, and you can still fall and stumble, and it's okay. And you can fall yeah, and stumble and absolutely. be stuck in this horrible place, and and you need to be able to realize, like, this isn't the end of your story. We all have absolutely. those I mean, moments, again, and we can get up again. Yeah, I mean that's one of the that's one of the primary messages in the whole of Scripture, right? You know, it happens over and over and over again. And one of our hopes and prayers is with the series is that we're going to start with Chronicles of Faith David, then maybe the next one is Chronicles of Faith Samson, right? Or Chronicles of Faith Judas, right? I mean, all of these amazing uh, people, heroes of the faith in Scripture, have done this and of course ultimately the the culmination of the story is chronicles of faith jesus right mm -hmm. um we'll be able to tell all these stories with this series and we're even brainstorming about hey when that's done when we're old and gray um then we can start telling chronicles of faith dietrich bonhoeffer mm -hmm. like chronicles of faith martin luther king jr chronicles of faith lottie moon i mean all these amazing people in history extra biblical who have also done these amazing things because of their faith in god Mm -hmm. They have written their own chronicles of faith, and again, is to inspire the readers of this comic to write their own chronicle of faith. Yeah, and we want we really want people cool. reading this comic to go. I believe in the character of God so much that I'm gonna put my faith in Him, and I want to be like David, or I want to be like Jesus, or I want to be like you know Dietrich Bonhoeffer, or whoever these people to aspire to are, and model the model the character of God in their life. Yeah, that'd be and, awesome. And actually, if you if you think that it came from the Bible, it became 
actually so maybe came so deep but if you remember in spider-man with he find I, I'm, when he find the symbiote he just have the black suit and he starts to acting so weird not yeah. in the movie way but he stopped to being the Spider-Man that we know. And we want that Spider-Man to be redeemed. Yeah. And the comics has been, has been working in these ideas for a long time. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, if you think it is from the Bible, you're not relate. And I don't know why, but I, I love that idea to change. It maybe became so heavy, but you're open to, to hear that story from Peter Parker. Why don't you will be open to hear that story from David that yeah. it's not the David you know because he made a bad decision. Yeah. Just yeah. like Peter Parker made a bad decision. He just let himself be seducted by the symbiote and he's just start to be something different. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a parallelism with the story of David. A yeah. story that you yeah. everyone loves, everyone actually thinks that is the right hero that he falls. And you Actually, if I happened to, happened to me when he actually gets rid of the symbiote. I just feel so good that he actually is back to the Spider-Man that I mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And we think that people have the same feeling with David. This is a David that I know, but I can be that David. In this research, we actually learn about. We we read a book that is so heavy that is it called narrative biblical narrative and teach you how the Bible used the character because the Bible used the character, I don't know if you noticed, but not many characters have a physical description. David's soul is one, but the physical description is because the idea of you become that character because you can be that character. The, the, the Bible, you start reading the Bible, the Bible starts reading you. Mm -hmm. You start wondering, oh, I look like, I, I act like this person. I may be like this person. Yeah. So we want to put David in that idea too. We yeah. we put the, the physical in the art, but you can be related to the character. I think That's one of the, awesome, yeah. I think one of the cool things, and I think it's especially evident in Psalms, is, you know, when David's talking to God, when he's pouring his heart out to God, like, he's brutally honest. And, like, sometimes yeah. he comes across as, like, slightly bipolar because like one verse he's like almost railing against god and then the next verse he's like i love you i love your word and it's like that is real like that's that's how it is and it's cool to see that you know depicted like even like we think of old testament as separate and all that stuff like that happened in the old testament like people had real relationships with the loving god and they were kind of you know they, it went both ways you know what i'm saying so. no yeah, absolutely if yeah. you think of if you think it, every Christian is just happened for that for that time. Yeah. It, it just one time you say, God, you're good, and the next week you're praying and say, God, where are you? Yeah. And I, David, because David is just not shying. He's just not hiding nothing. He's just being, like you say, brutally honest. And it's so, it's showing the type of communication like that. Yeah. How open we can be with God, like. We, I mean, you know, you, you don't have to be formal the and thou's when you come to God. That's a, you know, it's a relationship. You could talk yeah. to him like, you know, he's there, you know. No, absolutely. Well, I think, I think what you're kind of talking about, Nitro, here is that Psalms, in a way, are a glimpse into, give it a modern corollary. It would be like if, if we got a peek into David's journal. Yep. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean. And it would be like, you know, if, if you're a journaler, if someone came along and published your journal notes, right, where you're talking to God, 
you know, you don't, you don't use, you know, you don't call God, you know, thy great, wonderful yeah. Lord and master. Yeah. You know, you're like, you're like, Papa, I'm hurting. Yes. You know, I'm sad. I need you close to me. Right. I mean, it's, it's so intimate and it's so real and so raw. And, and, and that is, that's the relationship that we can have with Jesus as believers, you know, yeah. we can have that communication with the God that created everything. Right. And that's what's so, to go back to one of Yvonne's points earlier, why people avoid the Bible is because deep down, I think they know that that's who they're interacting with is this, this sovereign, powerful, mighty, just, holy creator that made everything by just speaking. That's scary. Yeah, but it's also enthralling when you realize that there's a way we can approach him through the veil of mm-hmm. you know Christ's salvation, through redemption, where we don't have to worry about being judged. We can just worry about growing closer to him. Yeah. And that that is the key. If we could just get people to understand that, and that God's not up there ready to throw a lightning bolt at you, right? No. He's he wants he wants to be as close to you as David was to him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he wants that intimate Papa relationship where we can crawl up in his lap. And you know, and yes, we may have to admit we did some things wrong, but he's going to forgive us and love us, right? Mm-hmm. And he already has. And that's what's mind-blowing. There, there's a passage in the Bible when, when David just did one of these mistakes, and he said, God gives him, give him three options. I don't remember quite loud, but one was, I'm going to be in, in you and going to make a mess and destroy everything but the answer of david is i prefer to be in the hands of a merciful god who's going to be angry for a moment but he's going to pass that being the anger of man that i have no idea and he trusts god completely he's just i know you're angry i deserve it but i know you love me so whatever is going to happen to me he's not going to kill me he's just going to make me better so that kind of trust is something that we want to portray in this comic it's it's not that easy because he's gonna feel preachy but we we hope he's gonna feel teachy we don't want to be preachy we're just gonna want to tell the story we want to you to relate to david we don't want to say point b this is what david happened yeah but i'm gonna tell the story I think you've got a good balance to be able to do that though because like if you are making david such a personable character like even talking about the way you're portraying him like i just kept getting flashes of stories of stan lee talking about marvel and why he did things at marvel mm-hmm. you know like just the fact of you said like the whole point of david in this comic is you want people to be able to see themselves as david yeah i mean that's literally what stan lee said about spider-man and it's even referenced in into the spider-verse the whole point of the mask is that anybody can see themselves as spider-man anyone can be spider-man it's like it's the whole point of creating these characters the way he did was so anyone could relate to them you know and even keeping them infallible like and but still trying to do the right thing is again it's right into why marvel did things at the time marvel first came along like dc had the justice society and there were all these bigger than life massive characters like superman batman these big characters that were infallible they did nothing wrong they were always the good guy and then Stan Lee created these characters along with, you know, the various other creators and, you know, they had flaws. You know, like we talked about the Fantastic Four earlier, the Fantastic Four were the first characters of the new era when Marvel really kicked off and it was this team of superheroes who were always doing the right thing, but wait a minute, they get in arguments, they fight over mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Like Spider-Man's just a kid. 
He's just a kid with normal everyday problems while trying to be a suit. You know, it's like all of a sudden these characters became not beacons to look up to, but someone I'm like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you've, from what you're saying anyway, you're like you've definitely captured both aspects of that, and you know, made it relatable and personal in this way. People can look at it and say, like, I could see myself in that situation, while also flipping it and saying, we're also trying to teach what the Bible says on this situation too, which I think is it's a really hard balance to do. It's a really hard balance, and and I commend you for even attempting it. You know, it's like it's trying to get something that's really personable and really relates to people while also teaching. I'm like, that has the potential to go off in any sort of direction and be completely horribly done. But if it's pulled off, it's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and most people are too scared to even try. So the fact that that's even the direction you've attempted is amazing. You know, yeah, and, I, like, and, and that really is the goal. And I think the only reason we're sitting here talking to you today is because this Mercy Waste team has bathed every step of this process in prayer. You know, I mean, literally, like, you know, they had they had homework assignments where it's like, hey, go, you know, go sketch these pages and also read these verses. I mean, literally, that's you know, that's that's the work order of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's God's God's all in this comic, and He's in it backwards and forwards and from the top to the bottom and so uh, i just pray that we do enough good diligence so that his name yeah. can be made great and he can be glorified Amen. yeah that's awesome. yeah actually i i like what you said about when to grab it take it use it in some other occasions because yeah, that's the it. idea that's the idea because uh like brandon said we've been praying a lot for this comment we're just working for this in just one year and a half we have we try to create the entire line we already know what's going to happen in in, in book seven that is not even reading in us it's not even draw but we know what's going to happen mm-hmm. we know what part of the story is going to be we just clunch the idea of what the bible the volume one the first five comics from what verse to what verse we're going to tell and what in the in between the story is going to happen so it, it was a hard work, and like you said, I don't know if it's just, uh, we hope it's just bravery and humbleness at the same time, and just, and we're trying to make it good. We hope and we pray that this is the result of a good idea and not a total disaster, because now we're going to grab brainy pixels into the hole. But uh, we're trying to do something, we, we don't trying to make, the, in, reinvent the rule of the we don't trying to reinvent the, the the rounded stuff. I don't know how to call it right now. The wheel. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and but we're trying to make a good story. We're actually trying to make a good story, and we're trying to make this character compelling. The idea of making a charging compelling is just you can be related. You, I can be David in any situation in my life. But but hey ne- hey Yvonne next Friday we do have a meeting on reinventing the wheel just so you know just want to let you know. <laughs> okay <laughs> yes it, apparently the, a hex wheel yeah the plans are for a hoverboard I believe yeah <laughs> I gotta see that now I'm not gonna be able to get that out of my brain I know um, it, I've been thinking how that make happen and I think we can put it that in issue thirty three nice there you go. I, I'm waiting for it now. You're getting my hopes up. I better be seeing it. You're saying. 
but one one of the things one of the things we're trying to do especially in this this wednesday you can find the issue zero zero and and we're i don't know this is not a bible story per se it's not a story from samuel about david but it's a story about david and it's completely biblical yeah. Because we want to start with something fresh, with something new, with something that you have never read, and it's gonna put you in the shoes of David, and you're going to start a new adventure with him in issue one, which we we're going to start in the in the in the Samuel story. And um, so that's what I was going to ask. So the comic for issue zero drops, and this week. Where can people pick it up? Where can people get a hold of this to check it out for themselves? Uh, sure. So you, you said can... better, Brandon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, issue zero, uh, Chronicles of Faith, David, the Shepherd is going to be on sale uh, February the 24th. So in three days, uh, we're launching in two languages on two continents at one time. Uh, if you want the Spanish version, you can go to mercyways.com and get it in their store there. If you want the English version, you can go to brainypixel.com and get it in our store there. Uh, we're, we're doing all that initially on our own websites. However, we are already working towards getting the issue on Comixology. Uh, we're looking into global comics as well. And if there are other uh, comic purviewers or pur purveyors on the Internet that um, the listeners out there or watchers are interested in, please do let us know. Um, we would love to know where people are buying comics, where they're more comfortable to purchase digital comics, because we want to definitely get it on those platforms as quickly as we can. Um, we are trying to be really good stewards with the resources God has provided us, and we're doing digital first. We're kind of, a, you know, seeing what the market response is, and then mm -hmm. we'll move into either a print-on-demand print run or a traditional print run, depending on what sales dictate. But we definitely want to get hard copies into everyone's hands as quickly awesome. as we can, too. Absolutely, and for everyone in chat there, I've just put up some links to both the Mercy Ways website and Brainy Pixels website, as well as their social medias, YouTubes, different things like that. So please go ahead and check out the websites if you want to pick up either one of, um, well, the first issue, but whether it's in English or Spanish, whatever um, translation you want to go for, and make sure to go ahead and follow both Brainy Pixel and Mercy Ways Studio on their social medias to keep up to date with these awesome guys, their companies, and the amazing things that are coming, because I fully believe Chronicles of Faith, David, issue zero is just the beginning of a, a lot more amazing things yes. to come. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do want to just footnote that, Cross. Thank you for that. Um, and uh, I just want to allay some fears. Uh, you know, one of the big things on the internet is if an indie comic company wants to impress me, uh, show me issue two, right? That's the yeah. big, uh, you know, that's the big thing. Everybody and their brother has an issue one that, uh, you know, doesn't really turn into anything. Yeah. Um, issue zero for us goes on sale next week. Uh, issue one is already in work, and we are hopefully going to release in about 90 days. Awesome. Nice. So we have a very aggressive production schedule. We're already working, um, and so there will be a second issue of Chronicles of Faith, David. I can guarantee yeah. it. Awesome. So. Yeah, so there you go. You've, we've got issue one coming out this week, and then, or well, issue zero coming out this week, and then issue one going to be dropping hopefully within 90 days or so. So there you go chance to get in the first two issues and that's always a good test to like the first issue of a comic i always find like that's your hook can you hook me in that first issue yeah and then the second issue is like okay was this worth coming back for so like that's a, always a great tester for looking at a new series to check out so go ahead check out their websites check out 
uh, Chronicles of Faith David. Uh, both these amazing companies are doing so many other things as well and so many other things going on. I literally don't think we've got time to go into everything they've got going on. <laughs> so go to the website, check out the list of all the different stuff taking place in both companies. Um, and this is definitely not the last time we've seen both these awesome gentlemen no. on our show. We'll definitely you be getting definitely their back, back. on. Um, hopefully coming back for the 12-hour stream, but also we'll hopefully get you back in for more Love interviews to. as more stuff kind of takes yeah. place. Really appreciate so. you guys coming today. So yeah, thank you to everyone yeah, who... We appreciate it. It's been a blessing yeah oh it's been a blessing having you guys thank you so much for coming on thank you so much to everyone that's in chat that's been involved that's been hanging out with us that's been listening if you're catching us later up on our youtube thank you so much for checking us out there as well and um, yeah so we are pretty much done let me head over to twitch and see who we can drop a raid on who is even streaming today oh things are going off in my ear uh, ad coming in with another 10 bits thank you so much and also as well thank you for the host the official mxg never got a chance to shout that out earlier we were in deep conversations about things but thank you so much for the host and for the bits we greatly appreciate it let's see who we got on that we can go and show some love to ah treehouse has literally just gone live he was in our chat earlier. He's another member of the Unashamed Network. Yep, he has literally just gone live. So we will go and show Treehouse some love. Uh, good to see you, Brian. Nice to meet you, Ivan. Yeah. So Locke saying, um, great show as always. Good to see you again, Brian. And nice to meet you, Ivan. Uh, Carson oh, saying, thank you. Carson Lee, very happy. I can make it. Really looking forward to this. I'll be here when you come back for sure. Awesome, there so you go. you got a couple of fans in the chat already, guys. Right, thank you, guys. All right, so we are going to head to yeah. our closing screen, and we're going to head over and raid the treehouse. Um, another member of the Unashamed Network, another awesome dude, another pastor. If I can remember how to spell this thing. That's one of the things about doing stuff like raids and that, is like I always have to learn how to spell, and I suck at spelling. Yeah, I get it close enough to where a spell check can maybe get it. It yeah. gives me at least a choice between five words, and then I'm, and then I'm good. Yeah, Twitch really needs a spell check. <laughs> okay, we're reading over there, so y'all have an absolutely amazing day. Give Treehouse some Thanks, love, everybody. drop him some follows, and we'll see you all. I will be back tomorrow night at 9 o'clock for Monday Night Crossplay. We'll see you all then, and we'll be back again next week. Take care. <laughs>